Hello, and welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual. This podcast is about people, their stories, their experiences, and the things they can't explain. We live in a world where supernatural occurrences happen to people more often than we talk about. And on this show, we're going to explore these paranormal encounters and become a place where people can share what they've gone through without the fear of being told they're crazy. You are not alone. My name is Rafael Gonzalez, and you are listening to Maybe It's Spiritual. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Maybe It's Spiritual. Thanks. Hey. Hello, Hi Raph. How's it going, gentlemen? Going good. Yeah? Everyone yeah. have a good week? Yeah. Not yeah. bad. Cool. Keep I actually it, have a really long story about Keep today. it short, because everyone's just going to fast forward to the important things. Okay. Can we hear about your solar customer, Mike? <laughs> Let me tell you about my solar customer today. Oh, my gosh. Let's get to the podcast. Here oh, we go. <laughs> this week, we are talking about the aerial school incident. It is a... Mass alien sighting in Ruwa, Zimbabwe. Well like, said. Thank you. You nailed that. Yeah, I watched a lot of videos. Um, so, in 1994, an entire school full of children on the playground witnessed a mass alien and UFO sighting. Uh, there were 62 kids exactly on the field at that point when they started noticing these shining lights in the sky, but it's daytime. These silvery 10 o'clock in the morning. Ooh, 10 a.m. So there's different descriptions of what they saw. Some describe them as spheres. Some describe them as discs. Um, when the children later on would draw pictures, they looked more like crafts and they got more detailed. So they were flying over and the kids started noticing that they were disappearing and reappearing over the, the wooded area behind the school. But they noticed that they were descending. And at one point... One of the crafts descends to the ground and figures came out. There was two of them. One at first, they described it as... The one they described was like a dark shadowy figure that was kind of moving in like almost slow motion is how they described it. It would move... They would see it like move, but then it would see it like move again. But it was, it was like they were... It was chopped up. So that was really strange. And then, and they were these alien figures with completely, they didn't ever describe the color of their faces. And I imagine it being like a whitish color, very small, about three to four feet tall, and just staring at them. Tight black suits, large almond shaped eyes, 
that got bigger as they went further into their heads. Uh, one of the descriptions said that it was wearing like a hood, like a black hood, or it had black hair. Like long black like hair. Like long black hair. Shoulder Which, length black hair. Or a hood. Or Some a hood. kids <laughs> said it looked like Michael Jackson. Really? I've heard that, yeah. Oh. Like one, one, at least one kid, if not more than one kid, said it looked like Michael Jackson's hair at the time. Oh, the wow. 90s. That's creepy. Anyway, I won't go there. So It's a different podcast. That's a whole other <laughs> podcast. So these kids witness these creatures staring at them. They were all freaking out. They all began crying, just in pure, in pure, just terror and fear. Uh, they ran into. Uh, they had like a local, like a little store. I forgot what they called it, but they. That's where like the kids could purchase like their lunch or stuff like that. And they were trying to tell like the lady who was there what they saw, and she was just like, "Oh, okay." And she didn't. She didn't go and witness. So none of the adults witnessed what these kids witnessed. And then they would go inside the teachers were all having a meeting and so it, i guess it was kind of like an understood thing that the older kids at the time would take care of the younger kids and the teachers were all inside so no adult was present during this but the, all the kids saw the same thing so the story the headmaster he colin Mackey, he decides you know like I, he doesn't really know what's going on like he doesn't know if he believes the kids but the next day obviously he starts getting all these calls from the parents like what the heck happened to our kids what did they see and this was like a very reputable school it was a christian school they would say that the kids were all very well spoken they were like very intelligent it was just like a very like a nice school so these were not the kind of kids that like made stuff up yeah and you can tell you can tell they're like well spoken and intelligent like if you go like watch like the BBC video where they're interviewing some of the kids and right you can, they're like you can post that too yeah. but yeah they are very well spoken like they're intelligent kids yeah really smart kids and you can just tell from the interviews that they are just like like scared to death of what they saw and mm-hmm. what they experienced and the weird part is as these interviews um, started that like the 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 headmaster was talking to them, you know, he had to figure it out. And then somehow word word got out. Um, this very well-known ufologist, Cynthia Hind, she heard about this and she decided to go to the school and interview the children. She, um, very, no, very well-known in the, the UFO community, she starts interviewing these kids and then she decides that, like, she's going to need help. So she reaches out to uh, John E. Mack, who this guy is also very legit. He's a he's a Harvard psychologist. He's a like a Pulitzer um, Prize winner. He he agrees to come and do these interviews because incidentally he happens to be working on some a, a book about UFOs, which um, almost cost him his tenure. But like like a very well known, very reputable guy, like really great at interviewing. So he decides to go. He's already going to Africa. So he meets up with them and they conduct these interviews. And the interviews are really they're pretty chilling. It took me a while to find them, but I did find them. And the kids, you can tell that that what they saw and what they experienced like was real. Can I can I just say too like, and this is just like a little little side note, but. This all happened pretty quickly. Yeah. 
Like it happened at a, kind of a rapid pace. It wasn't like a like yeah. there was like years apart from any of these things. It was like it happened pretty like fairly fairly quickly. Um, and I'm guessing this was a smaller town, but it, like word got out really quickly and it was on the news very quickly, and then just spread like wildfire. It did, and well, well what I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll get there too. But with like there are people, it wasn't just at the school that saw these things. Yeah, right. that's what there I was, was like people say. from like another town over. But like when it was like, when it was pushed to the news, that's when everyone's like, yeah, I saw the same thing. You know, like yeah. But it, it, like, went, it was out like yeah. in days. Like maybe the, it was quick. Well, before well, because before that there were sightings. Like there were UFO sightings like in the capital, like over the capital of Zimbabwe. Yeah, there had been stories in like the newspapers and stuff. About yeah, so it was kind happening. of a big deal. And, and yeah. so then, you know, these kids experience what they experience, and like. Like I, I just gotta like describe like a little bit more, just because sure. like they're really creepy sounding. So yeah, three to four feet tall, these shiny black suits, very thin, huge black eyes. The one had the black hair, um, down on his shoulders, and um. So later on in the in the reports, the kids like the interviews, the kids they said they were never actually spoken to by these creatures, but they um it just like like elicited this like this like scared like feeling of dread and like one of the little girls she just said like the way she described it was that like i've never seen anything she not she described it as a person which i thought was interesting she said i've never seen a person that looks like this and she's like and i just felt fear and like the interviewer's like well you know what do you mean by fear and she just said i just when i looked in their eyes i felt evil i felt that they were evil and then later on the kids would say that they never spoke to them directly, but like telepathically, they they all started receiving not all, but a lot of them started receiving these messages that like, like that they were there, to like, um, to warn them about the future, and they started seeing like these images of like a like a destroyed like dystopian future of like every, like things being destroyed. The one the one kid was saying that they could just see like trees bent over and like people dying because the air quality was so bad and then another little boy he he mentioned that like we're then it's uh, just keep in mind this is 1994 and he said that like we're too technologically advanced and that technology is what's gonna make us like that that's gonna be our downfall so just so these kids are, and they're in the way they're describing it, they're just seeing like these flashes and these images of like the future but they also they also said that like time stopped yeah, it felt like time stopped to them, and to all of them, and that's that's been a that's a reoccurring theme. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, in, in general, talking about like aliens or different topics that we've well, touched anything, on as well. Like anything, any traumatic experience. Like you hear people yeah, say that, like for sure, and like a car accident, right. or like if they're like if there's like an armed <clears throat> robbery or like any kind of experience where they feel threatened or their life's in danger or something, time seems to slow down. Right. Yeah. So I mean that just kind of lends to the fact that these kids were actually really freaked out by their shock. What happened? Really scared. Yeah. And it was and it was also and not sorry, but like um it was it was like telepathy. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, they they were, it was they were getting they, flashes of images. They keep like, talking about it. if you I mean if any of you listen like if the listeners from this podcast like go out and like uh listen to the podcast or watch the YouTube videos or anything. They say a lot and like it's a little bit misconstruing in a podcast when you're listening to a podcast when you're doing something and they're like, yeah, they said these words to them or they said this instance to them, but really they didn't say anything. They just looked at them and locked eyes with them and they they heard it and felt it, felt the things that they were conveying to them. 
So were they hearing words or were they no. just seeing like images? They're seeing images, but they were, but they're hearing, but they said they were hearing like they heard the same thing about the downfall over and over. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was never actual words from them. Well, the way the way I pictured it was like like if you're imagining something very clearly. Yeah, like yeah. where you can like. You just know. You can like say you're imagining a conversation that's happening or that you're planning to have or something. You can hear the words going back and forth, but they're right. not actually. Nobody's actually saying them. Okay, that's that kind of what I got. Yeah. Like they were, they were telepathically like projecting these thoughts. Because some of the kids were saying, you know, this alien was telling us that, you know, this is what's going to happen. So I was like, kind of confused. Like, well, is that words or was it? It must have just been. It like, was. Yeah, it was just like they were conveying like yeah. a very strong message to them. Right. Yeah. Just like implanting the thoughts almost. And so what makes this such like a unique case is, for one, how many people experienced it like all at once. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, um, so the kids were asked to draw pictures, you know, like um, Cynthia Hind asked them like, hey, we need, like, could you ask them, you know, to have pictures for us the next day? And so like the kids were like drawing all these pictures and, I, and I'm going to post like a bunch of them because they are like, they're pretty eerie. They're crazy. They're very crazy, but the weird thing is they're super consistent. Mm -hmm. Like, and the stories that the children like, they didn't want them. They like they got on it really quick because they didn't want them to like you know converse and like kind of like make well, up stuff. And, yeah, and from my understanding too, it wasn't like they interviewed them all in like this big group or had no, them like one -on -one. had them like draw pictures while they were all sitting together and talking about it. Like they, it was like one on one scenarios with the adults. I believe that they only. I think they only interviewed twelve of them. Is what I was. I read that sounds right but so then yeah so then the cool like the the cool and interesting part was that it was so consistent like all the mm -hmm. kids had that they interviewed had like very consistent stories and they had not spoken with each other like they obviously like experienced it together but they didn't um they had pretty much been separated they had been separated happened. because they didn't want it you know like to get out of hand but obviously something like that's going to get out of hand and so yeah so johnny mac is you can hear him like he's very like some people say that he was a little leading in his like interviewing style with the kids, but he was, I mean, I listened to like some of the interviews and they are very like, he's just asking them like open-ended questions and like, well, what do you mean by that? And how do you, you know, like, how did this make you feel? What did you feel about this? And like, yeah, the feel. Well, in the BBC interview that Nick sent us, like, it seemed like, <clears throat> it seemed like, like if they're leading, they would almost be leading the opposite way. Like, are you right. sure you didn't see something else? Yeah. Like. Um, in one podcast we listened to, they, they were saying, you know, they really believe that they were leading the kids to like say that they're UFOs. And when I heard the footage that I heard and saw it, I, I thought it was kind of the opposite. Like they were leading them to say it possibly was something else. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I said, the, the interviews were pretty consistent and then, um, so, I mean, this has been years and years later that they've gone back and re-interviewed. Um, there's a, a, a documentary that's um, coming out. I don't think it's, it's come out some, but there's, there's a couple of them. Yeah, I think there are two of them. There's one of them's of them. coming out soon. I don't know if the other one's out one's yet. One's out already. One's, one's okay. called The Phenomenon. Okay. And the other one is called like The Aerial Phenomenon. Okay. Gotcha. But yeah, so... You know, this guy, he got wind of it and he wanted to, um, like, do a documentary. So he digs, he finds all these, these kids, like, what kids he could find. And because, like, they've all, like, scattered and, and gone all over the place. And so he finds them and 
you know, like still to this day, like their stories are really consistent. Like mm-hmm. obviously they have like, like more adult thoughts, I suppose, when they talk. But like even then, when you hear the kids talk, like you could just you could hear the fear in their voice. You could see like their little faces, and they were like they were scared. They were scared of what they saw. Um, one of the other things that like the kid had said at first was, um, uh, I'm gonna I'm trying not to mess this word up. Tocolo. Tokoloche. You're killing it. I'm killing it. Right yes. <laughs> Tokoloche. Well, just describe what it is. So Tokoloche in um, in South Africa is this this like goblin thing. It's like short, small. It's like supposed to be like half human, half like animal. This like goblin creature, and there's like like a whole like culture folklore about this thing. Like they blame this thing for everything. I watched like a whole little like documentary on it to see what it was. But the kids at first, that's what they initially said it was, was like this like folklorish like goblin creature that like supposedly, and, like I could see why the kids would be scared because like, <laughs> like I watched this video about it and it's super freaking scary. Dude, they're crazy. They're so like, crazy. Like Zimbabwe, like, like, like goblin mania is insane. Oh, like, yeah. Like that's a huge part of their culture. There's a movie they, about it. There's yeah. a movie because there was like a, like a famous case where someone like, like killed somebody. Yeah, and they blamed it on the Tokolosh, and they said they they influenced them. And like apparently, like they influenced them to like kill people, to like you know assault people, to do all these things. Sounds like that, man. Except they're tiny goblin creatures that eat kids. Sounds like it's not. They that, don't man. wear hats. <laughs> and they don't wear hats. Typically. No, I'm saying same like same idea though, not not visually, but yeah, no, yeah, just to say, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like something something evil, something demonic. <laughs> um, supposedly they're like like a uh, sorry I'm saying like a thousand times though supposedly they are invoked like these spirits from witches that witches send to do their 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 uh, things they don't want to do they're so bidding they're bidding they're their minions the one thing I found interesting about uh, you said Johnny Mac the guy from Harvard yeah right he they were saying that he uh, he was testing them in a way that like could show if they were just making things up or, right. or lying about things. And he was like, he was like, everything that I asked them, all of them consistently, every kid I talked about this in their brain, like the way that you could see it on, on the graph that he had, that he was using. He was like, this is what, if you're telling a true story about something that that's scary that happened in your life, or just a true story in general, if you're talking about a story that happened in your life, it stays consistent and it wouldn't go off the graph like like it would if you were like lying about it. It's like a lie detector test yeah. almost in like a weird way. But like he was like it was so consistent that I knew that they were telling the truth about something. Whether it's exactly what they're saying, I don't know. He's like, but it's but it's so consistent like throughout the test on every single one of them and their stories were so consistent as well. Right. He's like that I was like, This is this is it, like this is something. And one of the Same arguments thing. is one of the arguments is that like the kids, you know, like one of them made up the story and they all want to be cool, so they they all like went along with it and and you know they they didn't actually see it and no one actually saw it, but like kids have such a powerful like imagination or such like a, a compulsion to like fit in that they will like convince themselves it's real. And <clears throat> for one, like those the, the tests that were done, like the psychological tests, like prove that isn't true. But on a, on a, like a, a, um, 
just like a normal like gut level like we've all been kids you know some of us have kids you know and like yeah when i was in grade school would somebody like make something up and i would go along with it to be cool yeah probably yeah i've probably done that we've all maybe done that Mm -hmm. but at some point like if you're at all honest and keep getting pushed at some point you're one kid is going to be like no it didn't actually happen you know what I mean? Right. For sure. Right. They will eventually, yeah, eventually And, like, crack. they won't just die with a story if it's not true. I, die might be overstating it, but you know what I mean? They won't yeah. just consistently, yeah. you know. Somebody would crack eventually. Right. Exactly. Right. But, yeah, like, and, and that's why I don't buy into, like, oh, they just made it up. Like, I'd be way more inclined to believe something along the mass hysteria lines where something did happen. Like, they saw, like, I think one of the theories is there is, like, a meteor shower or something like that. And... The kids all freaked out, and they all came out. They heard each other talking, and that's what happened. It got ingrained in them, and they believed it, which I don't necessarily buy. Like, I'm not saying that that's what happened at all. It's more likely um, to, that. That's more. That's likely. more likely than a, them just like making it all up. Because there had been UFOs in the news lately. They had heard about things like some of the interviews may have been leading. I don't know. We didn't see necessarily all the interviews. Like, they might not have all been taped and everything. You, well, you have to, but. Like- buy the license to see them all yeah but um it just doesn't feel like that to me yeah it's With, just very and consistent like, and yeah. i, I find it, i the, found like weird solace in that <laughs> yeah well, well and i think ref might get to it too but there was a couple other incidents like years prior oh yeah in different countries yeah we can like around the world that, sure. that let's see hop into that because we're kind of extremely similar we're on that mode right now yeah so so the, yeah, so the mass sighting started in 1966. Well, I mean, the the ones that they talked about, the so, ones that are, are real similar, very to similar, yeah. This specific instance. So there's two. There's two of them. There's one in 1966, one in 1977. Which I mean, kind of weird. Yeah, but then they skipped 88 and went to 94. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one was getting it. <laughs> they had to like turn up the heat. And they're like, ah, they're like okay. all right, all right, Zorg, we're landing this time. Zorg, that's the name you've yeah, given. Yeah, that's it. that's what I've given him. Mm. The long, slick black hair. Mm. Anyway, Seems more so, like a zip to me. A zip. I don't know. <laughs> zip, land the craft. <laughs> There's kids. They'll listen. So 1960. That's a creep, man. <laughs> He's the one zip, like moving around really zipping quick, zipping like, and zooming. They're like, why is he moving so fast and slow? In one of the interviews, I heard that the alien was, like, going towards the pool. I don't know. Going for a dip. It's hot. It's Zimbabwe. So, 1966, in Melbourne, at the Westfall High School, 300 children witnessed UFOs, um, I'm going to use the word, zipping around in the sky. There was three of them moving around. Same same kind of similar thing. Like, uh, they would, like, uh, disappear and then reappear. They were, like, flashes of, like, orange and red. Like, same, like, same... Same description, you know, like years earlier, uh, one of the st- one of the teachers, um, the students ran in, and th- this time a teacher actually went out and witnessed it himself. So one of the teachers he went outside and I actually listened to like the the audio, like a really old audio of him talking about it, and he said that when he went out, he would see them like over the like the forest area, and that five um, planes were after them. So that was like the Australian army mm. was was mm-hmm. chased chased like knew that these were there and chased them out of there and he was just like i don't know like, what we saw but like i believe them because i saw it myself yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely yeah just like what's that what's up 
Did you say throwing kangaroos? No, what? I didn't say that. Man, he didn't say that. Um, they all got their boomerangs out. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'll all start. right. Anyway. Good day. Good day, mate. Uh, nope. And we're back. But yeah, that always makes it more legit too when there's like actual like military involvement, like chasing because something was there. Like the military doesn't just go flying around chasing nothing. Well, I mean, sometimes they probably do, but like, (laughs) I mean, when but in like sightings like that, when they're like, oh, there's something there, and then the military is chasing it. Yeah, it it just made it just lends it in it especially with all the disclosures over the last year or so too oh yeah with like the american military and how they're like all these like sightings of stuff happening that they don't know they're not saying it's aliens because they can't but they don't know what it is like well so i mean supposedly we've known about it like all the governments of the world have known about it you know since yeah. at least the 40s probably before that but um you have like the no, the Israeli what was he the minister of defense coming out like like last year or this it was this year he wrote a book like a tell all yeah he wrote a tell all and he wrote like a huge manifesto that like you can it's very hard to find but you can find it you know just saying that like oh the governments of the world we've known for a long time we've all been in contact that kind of thing and so it's just it's interesting that you know in 1994 when they land they communicate you know in 1966 they get chased away. Mm-hmm. So what you know, like to me, you know, quick theory, like I to me that's just like they don't want them there, you know. They, I would say that they probably knew, somebody knew. That's my weird. Theory. It's possible. You know what I mean? Like For they, sure. They wanted. To, it's possible. Like that's a hundred percent true. I was mm-hmm. there in 1966. No, I mean he's saying it's a possibility. Ref it could, it could just be that there was some weird unidentified flying objects right. and wanted to check it out. Yeah. You know. But they were doing the same positioning, like. Mm-hmm. They were like off to the distance away from the school, like beginning to land, and then they were chased away. And like even the guy, he kind of talks about that. So he talks that, you know, like they were, you know, whatever they were trying to do, the government didn't want them to do it. So then you've got um, 1977 in Wales, you know, flying saucers. Uh, it was a broad, broad haven, this is a, the, the school, I believe. Um, they were, you know, domed top, top saucers, like backing, you know, Flipping back and forth in the trees, like uh, they would say, like I say, same thing, like bright orange light, and then they disappear, and then they'd be somewhere else. But like, kind of like making their way back, and um, bright orange red is what they said. Who was the, who was the lady that was talking about that? Oh. There's a, there's a certain lady that saw the same sighting um, as the kids did, and that also saw the one in Wales when she was there. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Who that, I didn't see that. She was. Are talking, you talking about like hind? Or whatever the not, UFO researcher lady. Maybe it was. Maybe yeah, it was. I don't think she actually saw it, but she like re- she was there for both of them. Like she went and investigated both. Oh, of them. okay. Maybe yeah. that was it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but she was like, it was the same thing. She, it, yeah, it, she, it was like identical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. That's one of the things that's so weird about this and why it's so compelling. Yeah, like it, like is there are so many UFO sightings out there, but there's nothing. And the, the lack of consistency. That's the that's the thing, and it's also. It's also when there's, like, there's nothing more compelling than, like, in Rockford, where we live. Rockford, Illinois, where we live. We saw the chandelier lights. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, what was that? Everybody saw Early that. 2000s or, like, 2008 yeah, or... 2000 or 2001. Was it that early? Yeah. Was it? Well, that's when I saw But it. so, like, well, I mean, it was all the same time. But, like, um, it's, it's always more compelling when you see something, like, as a group. 
Oh sure. When yeah. a bunch of people see the same exact thing, when when I mean when sixty two kids see the same thing, or and then like several of the groups in different areas see the same thing as those kids saw, but didn't know that they all saw it at the same time, or an entire city sees the same thing. Right. Where like we can attest to that being in Rockford, Illinois, because pretty much everyone here saw that. Yeah, and not saying the entire town, but like all over, all over our city. It was on the news. It was on the news. It was everywhere. Yeah, it was everywhere. So like that. That's why this story is so compelling because it's like it's very um, significant to like what we've already seen in our lives. Well, (laughs) so it's like wow. So in that's crazy. The Australian sighting, like I didn't see like a lot of uh, attention that had happened before. Like, I didn't see anything like that. But in 1977, it was a really big deal because it wasn't just that school. There was, like, they, they referred to it as the, the Diafed Triangle that happened in Wales. And that there were multiple sightings all over the city of the same thing, of, like, lights and, like, uh, different things. Like, lights over the cities and, like, um, same thing. Like, the way they moved was very consistent. And um, the kids from... You know, from the the Wales incident, they drew really similar pictures. They also drew pictures mm-hmm. that looked really similar to what the kids in 1994 saw. So, yeah, I'd have to dig deeper into the Fed Triangle and find out what's going on there. But it's another one. It's another podcast. But yeah, um, so one of the things I, d- I didn't mention before, like, so they conducted like a full on investigation of like the area where the landing was because like. The landing was the unique part of that story, and um, so there's a guy named like Gunther, Gunther. He was uh, he he created like his he like made his own like Geiger counter and his own like metal detector. Oh yeah! Did you just see the video? Yeah, yeah. The kid. Like, yeah, he looks like a kid, but he's like apparently like a. He very... was there. He was there with uh, Hind. The, Hind, yeah. The, um, UFO researcher lady. And yeah. the weird part like, is that a lot of times when there's actual like when there's alien, like like landings or sightings or crashes or stuff like that, there's like huge levels of radiation that like last. But there wasn't with this one. Well, he made his own Geiger counter. Yeah, I mean, I know. Like, I, I thought about that, too. On, like, on the flip side. Like, it was like, I mean, it was like a board. Personally, once you start making your own, like, research tools, you kind of lose me, personally. But well, one of, the, one of the videos I watched, he sounded really super legit. And then, like, one of the ones where I dug deeper, was that the BBC one where it showed him? When it, yeah, it and was then like, it's not legit yeah. at all. No, it like it's a, a metal detector with yeah. some wires on it. Yeah, it was a like, board. Yeah. Like, it's like a bunch of, like, ply, not plywood, but, like, two yeah. by fours put together. And, like, yeah. it's like... I was just like, I like he's like, it's like a dousing rod or something. Like it's not, yeah. He's like, I couldn't find anything. He's like, I was clicking rocks out there. Nothing, guys. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> clicking rocks. Clicking rocks. He's like, I'm pretty sure it was. He's licking rocks for radiation. I know. He's like, he's licking them. He's, he's trying like, to find it by like, tongue. No, rubbing rocks. Like, like making noises. Or something. Like, like Gunther, stop, stop, Gunther. Don't. That thing doesn't work. You know that. Like a half drink beer bottle. Yeah. He's like blown on top. He's like a cup out there. He's like doing the ring thing. He's like, he's like nothing. It's not even crystal. Nothing out here. But yeah, so I thought that was I thought that was interesting. But I mean, I mean they relied on it. Like so, whoever you know, Cynthia Hind is like a she's a big deal. So I mean, this guy obviously like he was like well known for like you know so like you never know he might have made his own thing. It worked. Might have worked. Mm -hmm. Might not have worked. No radiation. No radiation at all. All right. So that's pretty much the story. Well, so they they talked. I, I don't know how much we've really. I mean, we really haven't touched on this too much, but 
Um, I'm going to go into a one of the theories that I think is pretty... And like you guys, I mean, for the listeners and you guys right here, like, I think it's like instantly a debunked theory, but it was it was a theory. So one of the theories is that during the kids being at recess and out outside, sixty two kids being outside, unauthorized, just just let out there with no authorization of like anybody around them and and like no teachers, nothing supervision. They're just in, yeah, no supervision. There's nobody out there watching these kids. Just one person, just like the snack. Right, snack she wasn't lady. even watching them. No, she wasn't. Yeah, and so like. <laughs> They're, but they're Sorry. all in a they're all in a meeting. Everyone, the whole board, the all all the school teachers are they're in a meeting during all of this. So like somebody was like, you know, well, what if it was the teachers like playing a prank? You know, which is when I heard that, I kind of just like laughed instantly. I was like, dude, that's that's one heck of a that's prank. that's an insane well, prank, that's a horrible prank. Like what? Like, I mean, how do you? But for real, if it was a prank. Good on them. That is incredible. But you know what's weird, though? You know what's weird? <laughs> no lesson. Just you know what's weird? And, like, I know we all, like, research a lot of the same things, but we all kind of do our own thing as well. But, like, they were saying that those teachers did play pranks like that as well. Not those teachers, but, like, teachers in general. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like that's... Teachers, like, played pranks like that on their students. But there's, but, but there's they... always a lesson right. that they're tying it in with. Right. Like, see, this is what we tricked you into thinking. And this is why we wanted you to learn this. And also, you know? like, and and going what going lesson are you and going more. Well, into, that's the point. With this, there there is it's no different. Yeah, so that, it's so that, okay, that, that's what I'm saying. Is like debunking this theory. I would like, take my kids right okay, out of school. So no teachers, just kids. Right. Where where are the teachers at? Yeah, they're in a meeting, quote unquote. They're in a meeting. Sure. So that could I guess that could be a theory. But like they're messing with them. But like, dude, lights in the sky. And like in the daytime, not even at, at night, ten in the morning, and telepathically like talking to these children, and I don't, yeah. So that, that's out the window. Some for me, teachers that can yeah, do like what? Like, instantly, I'm like, no, that's not a thing. Not that's, that's not even a thing. But apparently, a lot of people were thinking that. That's weird. I like during that. that time, though, during well, that time, a lot of people like it must have been the teachers because teachers played. Like you were saying to teach lessons, play pranks on the kids like that. Well, here's my here's my thing. Here's my thing with um my thing with that theory and like with the other theories that say, um, well, you know, is group think or whatever, it's like there's a big part of the population that does not want to believe it's real. Yeah. And so they will just Try to convince themselves in any way that they can that it's not real. There's also people on the other side. I mean, we're probably more on the other side where we believe it and we we're going to maybe it's 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 called confirmation bias. You know, like we already have a bias, and if there's like one little thing that's off, you're like, see, I knew it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like that's what those those people are are doing because they don't want to believe it, they don't think it's real, or they don't want to think it's real, and so they're just they're just trying to. You know, grasp at straws to right. to disprove it, even though it's not a very not a very good argument. No, not at all. Well, and you you also had like a like a Men in Black idea. Well, I mean, it was it was more significant when I had done less research, to be honest, <laughs> in my mind. So, um, can we shout out the podcast of who it was? Who was what was the podcast? I'll pull it up. Um, so. 
I mean, like, so what we... The facts, right? So these creatures come out. The the pot, name of the podcast was Stuff They Don't Want You to Know, and the name of the, of the episode was The Aerial School UFO Encounter. Cool. Shout out to you guys for giving me some, some gym info. So the, I, I guess the biggest thing for me was, you know, we, we talked about Men in Black in the past and uh, potentially being aliens and... Um, I'll give I'll give my my theory and then I'll debunk my theory. All right. Um, unless you guys have anything else on it, but so they're saying they're wearing black suits. In my mind, I thought suits like a like a tux, like a suit, like a suit, like you would wear, like a men in black suit, like a human suit, not a space suit. Correct. Yeah. And maybe it was a space suit. Maybe they're wearing a nice you know, Davis bridal. <laughs> I really prefer the idea of the little gray man. Got a nice, with nice, like blonde, straight yeah, black yeah. hair and suit and tie. They're going warehouse with a, special. <laughs> Look like the, the guys the, from yeah, Pulp Fiction, dude, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So they're going. They're going. Finally, uh, oh. the groom was like, "You know what, groomsmen, don't get a tux that won't fit you well ever. Get these space um, suits. Instead. Get a, get your own suit that fits well and keep it forever, which is what a true groom would do. Oh yeah, just match the uh, slim fit. Slim the, fit. Yeah, do your thing. Do your thing. Get what you want. We're getting anyway, so in my mind, that's what they're wearing. Legs. They're wearing. So oh, yeah. I, I saw, I heard black suits, I heard, I heard hats or hoods, and I heard, and I saw like these gleaming eyes, these crazy eyes, and and that also what they were telling the people was was like they were telling them about their future, like hey, watch out, they're preparing them, they're telling them something's going on. So right. in my mind. If you guys go back to the Men in Black episode, or know anything about the Men in Black in general, minus Will Smith, um, that propaganda. <laughs> like also in my mind, Smith. I'm like, I'm like, this reminds me of that, and like, it, it really did. Like, it, it was like compelling to me listening to it, and I was like, I was like, this sounds like the Men in Black, and also a huge thing with the Men in Black is like, what are they? You know, and, and, and like I would say, going back to that episode, fifty percent of the thought process was alien of some sort. At least. Right. Because of the stuff they did. Yeah. The stuff they did. So they talked about. They were always giving warnings about something that was going to happen. The fact that they're not quite human. Right. Like, they're, it's yeah, like they're, they're pretending. They're alien-like. Yeah. But they're all... Men in Black were also, like, really tall. Bald heads. Wore top hats. Whatever. But, like, I, I don't know. It just... The the weird... It's... I don't know. And I'm... I don't know if I'm bringing this back to... Um, comparing, like, apples and oranges. And, like, just... Something super simple, but it, it does all of it. Like, really does when you do a lot of research on these kind of topics. Yeah. A lot of them really do meld together. They in do like tiny no, ways. They do. And and so like for me, I'm like, man, is that like maybe that proves that Men in Black are aliens or like? Right. I don't know. Well, it, I mean, it, it seems interesting to me. It's no. I mean, I don't think that that's like super way off. I think in this case, like the fact that they're wearing, they were wearing like. Like almost like uh, what do they call it? like like diving suits like a wetsuit. You know what I mean? They just said black suit. And that's what I thought of that. Yeah, I know. That's okay. Yeah, well, and, and they're short and they're short too. And I, so that that part I didn't. So like that's what I'm saying. Like in my after doing more research after the first podcast that I listened to. Well, when you did, I was like, I was like maybe okay. I'm kind of like debunking this at this point, but like, and that's what I was like. I don't know, but at the same time, it does still all like 
as much as I can debunk my own weird theory on that. Well, the I'm time like, too, know. the time slowing down, that kind of is like. Yeah. Part of, I mean, there's like so there's whatever so many you're encountering, whatever you're encountering, alters time every well, single and remember, time. Yeah. Sorry, time twice. So much time. <laughs> Double well, time. Triple time. No. But and remember too with the going back to the Men in Black episode, and like we one of the theories we talked about that I think kind of fits this too is the like interdimensional like time travel type right oh time scenario. travel 100% because like with the dystopian like warnings of the future and right. things like that and you have these scenarios 11 12 20 years apart um, that are super super similar right like is this a group like coming back however to try to warn people and the Zimbabwe one was the closest they just got. Right? What happened right. to 88, though? You know, what happened to the 80s? Where were they in the 80s? It's just Partying with glam rocking. Durand. Yeah, glam rocking. Glam rocking, dude. And, like, they grew their hair out. And... Well, no, but there are weird, like, elements but, of it, too, though. You know, like, yeah. with the one the one that was, like, moving really quickly, but, like, also in slow motion. Like, they, they described it as, like, a dark, shadowy figure, like, crawling around. That, that One of them described it that way, and that creeped, that creeped me out. Like, it was, like... I didn't hear that. Yeah, one of them said that. Like he was like a little scout running around doing stuff. Well, one of the stories I heard too was like when when that when the the alien was like that quote unquote alien was coming toward the kids, when like a few of them were like just so off guard, came toward them, and that's when it was like telepathically Mm. speaking to them. There were like there was also one on top of the ship that was just like moving side to side, walking back and forth, walking back and forth, yeah, side to side. So it's like. I don't know. There's just there's so many weird things that go into this, and I think I don't necessarily believe my theory is correct by any means. But I think there are a lot of really um, wild similarities to certain other topics that have to do with the same kind of thing in a weird way. You know, sure. I don't I don't know, and I don't know what that I don't know what that means or what that could be. But I it's just like it's like doing so like we do so much research on this stuff. Yeah. And we have like such thick conversations on these topics that it's like thick, ah, thick. Are they juicy? Anyway, so <laughs> Nick, come on, man. Oh, uh, thick Nick. Anyway, so thick Nick. Oh, new nickname. <laughs> That's the worst. Oh, let's, let's once you get it. <laughs> We're gonna pull that part up there. Once you get an Instagram, that's what you're gonna. It's gonna be thick I Nick. will not get an Instagram. Come that's on, sealed it. That sealed. Thick it. Nick needs kiss Instagram. from a rose, dude. All right, well, let's move he on to it. one. So Matt yes. actually brought up. <laughs> so since since we are maybe it's spiritual, Matt, you had a theory you shared with me that I thought was really interesting. Okay, so this theory is. it's a little bit uh, atypical. I'll start there. But I was... I'll I'll kind of describe what what led me to this. So... I think that there is either a... a common thread or common thought that, like, aliens are either all bad or... I I feel like the most typical way people think about aliens is they're they're bad. They're going to try to take over... Um, or even if they aren't bad, they're a superior race, you know, probably from a distant galaxy or something like that, that is going to use our resources or, or do something like, like those are the, I think the prevailing ways to think about aliens. Right. And I read a book 
uh, one time called The Secret War. It's by Heidi Hollis, who we've shouted out many times. Like she's she's the one who coined the term shadow people. She's the one who coined the term the hat man. Yeah. And we've listened to a lot of her stuff, Raph, me and you, and I've read all of her books. And she claims to have had contact with different aliens. And she said that in her conversations with these aliens, um, the aliens that she knew would be bad, she could instantly, she instantly get like a terrible feeling when around them, like their darkness, Um, kind of a demonic sort of feeling. And then there's other aliens that she, that she talked to that were good. And they identified different aliens like reptilians and greys to be evil and to be like, have malicious intent. And she said, but they're not all aliens are bad. She said, there's actually a secret war going on where they're battling back and forth. And that is interesting to me. Cause I don't think I've ever heard that. Hmm. And she and to me, being a Christian, it reminds me of um, a verse in Ephesians six where it talks about our battles are not against flesh and blood; they're against principalities, but against these like a secret war, like dark forces against against good Authorities forces. Authorities and evil in heavenly realms. Yeah. So it and so my thought is, well, maybe what they are calling aliens or we are calling aliens are actually like demonic or angelic forces or both kind of battling back and forth and maybe our our what we think of as aliens as given to us through like um you know medieval art or whatever you know these like blonde haired um what we would call angelic beings like these tall like good looking white guys um in white robe yeah like you just described everyone in this room and um tall blonde angelic but what if aliens... No one's actually seen Raph in this room, apparently. <laughs> hey. Or me. What if... Medium, uh, dark, and handsome's all right. Me. Absolutely. <laughs> Medium, dark, and handsome's the way to go, if you ask me. So this theory this theory is like... Um, Sorry. <laughs> wish I had a joke to go on top of that one. Medium, dark, and handsome. That's okay. So, like... It spoke for itself. No follow-up needed. But what if what if what if angels and demons are not what we picture in our head? You know, what if they are, do look more like aliens? They're just otherworldly kind of looking. And so, if let's take so that's kind of how I got to this thought that I'm leading into. What if what if aliens are you know what the Bible describes as you know um, angels and demons? And what if this alien that appeared to these kids was not actually like a dark force. What if it was actually like a good force? Because it's a warning, right? He's warning them like, Hey, this, if like, yes, it did fill the kids with dread, but it's not all, all messages that are important. Aren't going to make you feel warm and fuzzy. Right. You know, like if like from a biblical standpoint, like, like prophets would get spoken to about, terrible things that were going to happen and it wouldn't yeah. make them feel good in fact it would make them feel terrible you know and and that's what happened to these kids and it seemed like it was a uh, a, a generous warning right and and maybe they thought that only kids would accept it you know because adults are so jaded as a rule 
and I um I referenced another Bible verse. Um, and I'll just read it because I, I sent it to you earlier. Yeah, I thought it was good. In Matthew eleven twenty five, it says, At the time Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. And and I have kids. I know a lot of us have kids. And kids just seem to have, like, they have a good bullshit meter, reader. They, like... They kind of just know what's true. Yeah. And they know what's not like, you know, like you'll say something to a kid and they'll be like, no, nah, that doesn't sound right, you know, yeah. or whatever. And so maybe, like, following this logic, what if it was like an angel sort of like being that was like warning us for our good that, like, hey, if we don't like take care of the earth, like God told Adam to do in Genesis 1, or Genesis, not Genesis 1, but in Genesis. Now, we're supposed to take care of the earth, and I don't know how it became like a conservative Republican Christian thing <laughs> to think that like we're not supposed to take care of the earth because yeah. it says right in the beginning of the book take that you're supposed to believe in that we're supposed to take care of the earth. So um, get off my soapbox now. But that, you know, what if that is is a, a, a kind warning like, hey, like you need to turn some things around. And in addition to that, to, to further back up my point... Other alien encounters have warned people about using atomic weapons. I can't give you the sources, but I've heard several stories where... Have you too? Have you oh, also, yeah. You've heard that as oh, well, yeah. right? Of ships. Well, there's a... I mean, there are a lot of people out there that think that the advent of the atomic... Like, the nuclear bomb and, like, splitting the atom is what... Like, a lot of the... UFO and alien stories really coincide with that. Oh, they started right like around that, then. That's right when it started. So that's what it, some people would say, it, like, attract aliens to our civilization at that point. Mm. Nice. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm not saying I, like, totally believe that. But, like, that's 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 a theory that I came up with in my... That's a good theory. Whittle brain. Is that a final thought? Uh we, it can be, sure. <laughs> it can be. Nick, what's your take? You're the resident skeptic. Yeah, I'm skeptical a lot. Um, but there's just so much corroboration around this one. That's pretty crazy. Um, my, my general take is that... Like, any alien civilization that would be able to have a like ability to like get to us so far past us that why would they really care um if you don't necessarily go into like an interdimensional kind of thing right um and i mean are we alone in the universe no (laughs) absolutely not i mean they they it's just so vast and so infinite that there, I mean, there's other civilizations out there. Um, could it be like, a, like some, somebody able to come back and be like, Hey, look, this is what happened to our civilization. Maybe not necessarily what's going to happen to yours, but this is what happened to ours. And well, that's the, what the, the interdimensional thing is also a good point. Or like, it's a good theory. Yeah. Like being able to just kind of like, Time's not linear. It's not a circle. Like, I, like, 
It's just all everything's interconnected all the time. Right. And uh, certain races of beings may have been able to kind of harness that and get show up where they want to be. Right. And uh, for whatever reason, chose tried and tried and tried, and then all of a sudden in Zimbabwe, they were able to actually get through. Get through. That's something that could have happened. Well, I mean, I, I believe that, especially after listening to the one little girl, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, footage of, like, the, like, nuclear bombs going off, mm-hmm. but, like, the trees are bending. Yeah, and, like, the not, air, and that's what not, she described. She said the trees bending and, like, the, the, well, even, the people losing air and, like, people all dying because they, the air quality is so bad. And, like, I mean, if you've ever seen, like, that, like... Uh, What's the famous one? There's like a famous one. They just see like the trees just like bending down, and it's just like like a red hue to it. And is that Hiroshima? I don't know what that was. There's well, and then the you show. have the Tunguska event that too. That was the testing, I think. The yeah, testing. that was the testing that video. Was the testing yeah, videos. Aaron's right. Um, but then you have the Tunguska event too, which wasn't actually um, like it wasn't an atomic bomb or anything. It was just some like explosion in the sky that flattened trees for hundreds of miles over Siberia. Yeah. And nobody knows exactly what it is. I mean, they actually just, there's a big paper that came out just a couple of weeks ago, actually saying they found another one that wiped out an entire city, like just North of the Dead Sea in Israel, like in 1650 BCE or so where they think that's possibly where like Sodom and Gomorrah stories kind of came from. Hmm. Um, but it's the same kind of blew them up. It's like a cosmic radiation event that just like came in and it just exploded. Like I'll send you the paper. It's super interesting. But yeah, they were able to like look through all the different layers of like sediment and rubble and everything and figured out like saw like the burn marks on the city from getting exploded. Yeah. And so like not necessarily so it could be like a cosmic event too, and not necessarily like a nuclear event. Sure. Like there so I do I wanna ask Raph, I wanna ask you I know before the podcast we we're talking a bit about like you got you got a little bit more into the into the depths of um, some of the kids' stories and that kind of like chilled you a little bit. Do you have do you have any of those stories on hand or mentally that like stuck out to you that were like a, a little more bone chilling and more real that you're like yo? Well, I think the one the one little girl when she he was asking. Um, John Mack was asking her, you know, when, when you mean fear, like, why were you afraid? What were you afraid he was going to do? And she said, well, I was afraid they were here to take me. And he mm-hmm. was like, do you want to go with them? And she's like, no. And she said that, like, the way their eyes looked, it just invoked, like, a paralyzing, awful fear. But then they also started receiving those messages of, like, you know, the bent trees and the you know losing air and like people dying all around and that that to me sounds like some sort of like significant explosion you know what i mean like we're gonna wipe ourselves out and then the one kid was like we're too tech tech what did he say technologed technologed <laughs> or something like that technologically advanced no he or? just said technology he was a kid he was oh, a kid oh yeah okay he, we had too much technology and um i don't know that just like it's made me think like because in 1994 like we we had technology, but like nothing. Compared, like, compared to like now, you look back and you're like, we had nothing. Right, we had nothing, and now, like yeah. now, it's just it's really yeah, it's so far advanced. Like, I, I used to work in the lighting field, and they were we were like at a seminar one time, and they were talking about the the rate of technology. Do you remember that, Matt? And they were talking yeah. about how you know before it was like you know like 
fifty years, and then they make an advancement, and then it, then it kind of dropped to twenty years, and and so so on and so forth. And then he got to the point where he's just like like we're at a rate of technology where it's like every six months there's a brand new technology just coming out. Yeah, and like That's I don't crazy. know. I've heard I've heard def- definitely other things. Like I've definitely heard. Like when they described it, like I can't for some reason like I even drew it in my notes, but like that the way he described the alien with the long black hair, like I listened to a podcast one time and I, and I can't remember what it was because I've listened to like so many, but like this guy was like he had like an experience with a little gray that looked like that with the with the long black hair, and he said that it was like war- like I I believe it was like warning him about something or like telling him not to do something and it was like he was like. Hiking on a path, or he's like a little emo kid. He's a little emo kid. <laughs> was a, just a weird looking a little emo South kid. Park. Yeah, like emo kid. But no, but like I just see in my head like this, like I don't, and I don't know why the black hair is significant and why that symbolizes. You, you know, never hear that about grays. You never hear that. They're always bald, or like once in a while, like mm-hmm. you hear like a red, like there's like a few that look hybridish, like kind of like human hair. But this one had like the slick back hair and like the black suit and like. You know, like, I don't know what that suit is significant of, but, like, for some reason that really stuck out to me. And it just reminded me of a podcast I listened to, and this guy had talked about, like, an experience that he had, and I think it was, like, a dream. It was either, like, a dream or something that had happened to him, like, while he was, like, hiking, like, a vision of, like, this, like, this little, like, person, like, warning him or telling him not to do something. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, f- I forget, like, some- what happened. Like, I wish I could find it. I don't remember it because it's just, like, in my mind, but, like... That seems very significant to me. And like they said, the fear that the kids felt and like the dread, you know, like they weren't, like you said, Matt had kind of like alluded, like it wasn't like a warm, fuzzy feeling, but like, you know, like they didn't do anything to the kids. They just warned the kids. And and for some reason, the kids listened. And I mean, I don't know where the kids are now and like what they're doing about it. I mean, I don't know how you could really stop technology. It's a lot of them fled. Yeah. Like, spread out all over. Like, a lot of them fled completely. Right. To get away from, like, media and... But the three kids that they, like, caught up with, like, recently that are, like, grown now, like, in their 20s or whatever, like, they still... Rem- they they still, like, totally they remember own, it. own up to 100%. the story. They, they remember it. And this one podcast I listened to that talked about that said they were still very concerned about the message right. that the alien gave, but they were like, but still no one's listening. Right, exactly. And I think that's, like, just listening to their, like, you know, like, watching their little faces and, like, listening to them talk, like, you know, they weren't, like, kids making up a story. They were, like, they experienced something very, very, like, impactful. And, like, a lot of them have had, like, bad dreams. And, like, I think that, I, and one of the articles I read, like, from Cynthia Hinn, like, uh, people around, like, in Zimbabwe, before that event or during that event, were having, like, really bad nightmares and, like, so, like, for some reason, it was really significant. So, wh- whoever those kids were, they were there for a reason. And, like, for the fact that those teachers, like, no adult was around, like, that's super strategic. That's super strategic. Yeah, that, that's, in, in my mind, when, as soon as I heard that little fact, like, that little tiny piece into the story, I'm like, I'm like that makes so much sense. Like, someone in that group was important. And someone in that group needed to hear that message. Yeah. And I don't know and who it was. And, like, I mean, that's a lot of kids. So, I mean, maybe, like, bunches of them needed to hear that. But, like, I don't know. I just felt like that was really significant. Like, warning us of our future. And, like, I I had watched... I've watched a YouTube video once. And there was, like, you know, it was a... This, this kid who was, like, born with, like, this, like, weird knowledge. And he talked about... Um, Mars. And he talked that Mars at one point was, like, a thriving 
planet and that it had been destroyed that there was like a war and like they had been destroyed by nuclear like it was like some kid who it was like a kid in russia who's like born with all this like weird like interstellar knowledge and he like had like all these like theories and he was like way smarter than he should have been and way more advanced but like he he had like talked about that like the pyramids and giza like behind the sphinx there was like a hidden room and like he described all the stuff that was like that like later on they would go and find and like it was actually there and he there's no way he could have known that because it hadn't been discovered yet and so he had like all this knowledge of like well th- there have been other planets that had life on it and they were destroyed at one point and like we you know, like he's like i was like a he's like he was a soul that had been put in this body to warn people jeez so there is some like weird stuff like that out there and i don't i don't really know what it is i think you know i guess my parting thought right is like we talk we've talked about a few times now like like angels aren't necessarily these beautiful creatures that come down and in the bible they're terrified they are terrified that's, that's, they that's always will be horrific. don't be afraid but like, don't be afraid yeah. correct that's their warning well, but I guess, don't be afraid that's my point though is like a, a lot of like the depiction and description of angels is not a beautiful thing um whether we want it to be like a, a nice like fuzzy fun thought of like what an angel would be but it's like Cute little cupid yeah they look like like cupid or like fabio like a thinner fabio <laughs> Normal, <laughs> normally in art, normally in art yeah. that we, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like it's like it's like, dude. Do I think there's something else out there beside us? One hundred percent, hundred and ten percent. Like I, I completely think there is. I think it's it's arrogant to think that there's not. Um, but I do think there is. You know, the good and the bad and everything. I think there's always good. And I think there's always bad, and I think warning signs are legitimate and I think that if there's a more intelligent being on um, not even planet earth but like in the, in the universe that they could be sent to tell us things like that if these kids were told like this is what's to come if you don't fix these things and I think that's very real Yeah, and I think that's, that's a, a real thing that happens in general you know um, so I don't think that, you know, thinking about aliens or, or uh, different creatures or or ETs in general need to necessarily be, like, a, a bad or a good thing. It's just, like, take it for what it is and story by story. I don't know. Because, like, right. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's a ton of people listening that who, whoever's listening, I'm sure somebody's had some sort of experience yeah. or, like, thought behind this. Maybe not an actual, like, physical experience, but, like, a thought behind what we're talking about now and I think it's it's interesting to like dive into a, a different aspect of your mind than what you instantly want to think and and talk about it and talk to us about it and right. reach out to us reach out to maybe a spiritual on our um, platforms Social and, and just and we'll have a conversation and it's fun it's fun to think about it's fun to think about it's fun to it, 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 there's so many generalizations about things like this uh, but to kind of open it up a little bit more is is really exciting to like just talk about. It is exciting. It's fun to think about. So, anyone else? Quick final thought. What do you think happened? Yeah, I don't know. It's real. I think it's real. I mean, I definitely <laughs> yeah, personally, I, <clears throat> I definitely think it's real. Um, I definitely feel like they experienced stuff. Um, 
I don't know what it is. I, I like my theory that I came up with earlier. It could be that. It could be like what Nick talked about. It could be like a either interdimensional warning or like another race out there, uh, possibly that's warning us against something that happened to them. Um, and yeah, just because I'm I'm a Christian and believe in all that stuff doesn't mean that I don't. I'm not gonna say that I don't believe that there's other um you know societies and stuff like that out there you know what i mean like there could very well be you know like it never says in the bible that god didn't create more than humans you know so from my christian perspective i'm not saying there's not anything out there and i'm definitely not um knowledgeable enough on the universe to to say that there isn't but i don't know what it is but i do think it's significant that they talk to kids and I feel like if they would have talked to adults and gave that same message, it may not have gotten out there. And I'm not saying that everybody knows about this, but I feel like the information was disseminated through those kids, and it may have not come out without those kids. And I think that that's significant. Um, I think it's weird that they talked to like a Christian school. The Ariel School is a, a Christian school, um, and it was full of like not just like native. Um, people from Zimbabwe, it was like kids from like Britain and like, so it was like this weird mix of like white kids in there. And I think that that's interesting. I don't know if it's significant, but kind of interesting, but yeah, that's just some, just a couple additional facts I'd like to get out there. Nick, you had something? Yeah. And just to kind of feed off that, Matt, and it, the fact that it was kids, it's all, I mean, who knows if they tried to contact adults before and then right. the adults just never said anything about it or right. just blew it off and thought that well like man i must have eaten something weird or <laughs> like you know like something happened and they just didn't want to share because they were like they were like oh i'll just be ridiculed for it that can happen it was just a bad dream or something like that and then finally this is just the time that stuck yeah yeah michael i gave mine you gave it yeah i think De- you up, Raph? I'm up. I think I definitely think it was real. I definitely think what they saw was real, and I don't know. The interdimensional thing always comes to my mind. I always think of uh, Chuck Missler. He describes, you know, if you're a, if let's say there's a 2D world and you try to push something 3D through it, it's gonna look weird. And I think that you know, obviously we're a three-dimensional plane of existence. And that whatever is pushing through looks really different to us because of the the way the ships look and the way the ships appear and the way they like disappear, the way the like you know the the creatures moved, like the way that they like communicated, like all of it just seems like they're from another plane of existence, and I don't know how many like how many dimension dimensionals they are, sorry sound real scientific for a second but i think that like that was so scientific i know Raph the scientist gosh you're good i do have glasses <laughs> he has glasses guys. um i just i just definitely <laughs> think that something is pushing through and i don't know i think angel and demon is a very broad category i think that when I we, agree. when you say that it just seems like one thing yeah. or another but i think that you know time and time again you know also as a christian that i think that there's multiple like hierarchies and levels and, and things out there. And, and I'm not sure 
why they're so technologically advanced, but they're warning us not to be technologically advanced. And if you do believe in like, you know, revelation in the Bible, like the world's supposed to end, you know, there's my, my fatalist thought is why would you warn us to, why are you trying, why are we so significant? Why is this plane of existence so significant if it's just supposed to end anyway? Like, what are they, why are they stopping it's us? It's power, man. That like, we can have those thoughts and understanding that and be like, yeah, we're not that significant, but like, most of the world right. is all power mentally. Right. Not to go on a different tangent, but it's like... No, dude, you're right, it's, it's so arrogant. It's an arrogance that, that we have as... Uh, even just the country, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I just, I'm just like, to me, I'm just like, why, why are you warning? You're like, is there a certain time frame? What's the significance of like our planet? Like our, you know, plane of existence? Like, why are we... Are we that significant? Why are they like warning us? Like, you know... If it's supposed to end, why would you why would you try to stop it? Well, and it could be that they're not related to that at all. Yeah, right. And that's why. Totally. Because if they don't think that it's supposed to end, and they're trying to help steer us away from that dramatic event that happened to them. That's the that's the three thousand foot view of what we're talking about. Is like that's yeah. the way overhead view of like, yeah, like maybe it's not at all what we're you know. Who knows? Oh, I know. And that's Who what, knows? You know, like... Or maybe you know, it's not supposed to end yet. Yeah. No, that's... Well, or that's in a, this way. Or in this way. Or like, it's not supposed to end at our hand. You know? Maybe it's trying to keep us from taking more power than we should. And like, there are other forces out there like whispering in our air like, hey, try this. Or hey, do this. Like, there's a time frame. That makes sense. Take some ibuprofen. Take some ibuprofen. Just chill out. Just man. not like, too much. Not too much. Yeah, not too much. I don't know. That's my final thought. You know, if it's gonna, yeah, if it's good. gonna end, why, why not now? Or I don't know. I've read Revelation. This is the story. Revelation the doesn't children. sound cool. It sounds horrifying. Of the children, the sixty-two children, that saw a sighting in Zimbabwe. Saw a sighting. All right. That saw. Yeah, I mean, how else would you say that? I mean, they had an experience. That their saw a sighting. Saw stuff. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Anyway. Anyways. Well, thanks for listening. Good talk, boys. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting. And like anyone who's made it this far, shoot us a comment. We love your comments. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. You want to be on the show? Get on the show. Get on the freaking you know? show. We have an Instagram. Goodness. Maybe it's spiritual. We have a Gmail. Also, maybe it's spiritual at gmail.com. Mm. Got a TikTok. TikTok. I've got a Facebook. Doesn't, I don't really Facebook. I don't really use that, but a lot of people seem to see it, so maybe I should keep that. Well, up. your mom can find us out there. Take an entire yeah. Tell your, your mom to your find aunt us on who's Facebook. creeping on your posts on Facebook will find it. But um, yeah, contact us. You want to be a guest? We'd love to hear your story. You've experienced something you can't explain. Come on here and tell us. Let's go.